Breathing a sigh of relief. That is something that Ben Cates probably did last night. Maybe he was listening on the VTR and Roanoke app as Radford Highlanders basketball featured those Highlanders giving Ben's beloved North Carolina Tar Heels a tussle for about 30 minutes before Carolina pulled away to get the victory. Uh, So we'll, I guess, start off with that here in the fast lane before we actually get to what Ben uh, knows most, which is high school sports and Liberty University athletics. Ben, a pleasure to be speaking with you. Can you breathe easier knowing now that when adversity hits North Carolina, at least there is one data point on the year that shows, hey, they can actually handle this like a uh, a grown-up basketball team as they did last night i don't know i don't know ed um i was actually i was at that game and um you know opening night you would like to be able to sit back maybe a little bit and and relax and kind of watch a new team and get to know it but man we were on the edge of our seat um and so yeah radford radford played a a really good game they had a really good game plan and it took a while for Carolina to find a little bit of separation, but um, from my perspective, thank God that they did. Indeed, that is what ultimately happened for North Carolina. Speaking of getting separation, we'll get to high school sports in a moment with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com. Uh, this is a topic on which we are going to expand at some point later this week in the fast lane. The Liberty Flames. They had enough separation to lead 28-10 to on Saturday night against Louisiana Tech. And they managed to win 56-30. to 30. So, you know, the 28-10 to 10 margin was only sliced by two points by the end of that game. Did you get the sense, though, afterwards that Jamie Chadwell felt like there's a lot of meat still left on the bone in terms of how high this team can go, how well they can play in terms of a full, complete game, particularly at home? Yeah, and particularly offensively, Ed, um, they, Liberty really just had no problems out there offensively executing and doing what it wanted to do. And defensively, I felt, and I'm sure some others did too, like there was a really tough stretch for Liberty where they couldn't get the stops that they wanted. Uh, and so defensively, Liberty will have to be, be, have a much better attack and a, and a much better stay more within themselves defensively this week against ODU. Can't afford to have too many lapses defensively before they start to cost you. Uh, and, and start costing you wins. And I think Jamie Chadwell is the first person who would point that out. Ben Cates 8, Twitter, newsadvance.com. The ways you can keep up with Ben Cates, who's with us here in the fast lane. Jamie Chadwell is actually pretty outspoken about that for Liberty University. Um, how much of that is is ultimately you want to finish the regular season undefeated and have a chance to go to the college football playoff if you're able to knock off, or excuse me, the a New Year's Six Bowl game, if you're able to knock off uh, whoever you end up playing in the Conference USA Championship game. How much of it's also the fact that they've got a tricky Old Dominion team coming in this weekend that uh, could use this as a springboard to bowl eligibility themselves? Yeah, I think this is the week that you really have to uh, you, you have to tighten up at your liberty because there are some there's some things you know special special teams defense that Chadwell has really pointed out recently to say hey we really need to get better in this in this area um, or else these areas or else we're going to really have have a dogfight on our hands and so yeah ODU comes in like you said looking for that eligibility Liberty already has it um, and they've already accomplished a lot of their goals as far as playing for a conference championship game and then playing for it at home. Uh, and now you, you, you definitely want to win it, but you, you have to guard against any sort of a letdown this week. I think, you know, you're going out of, out of conference and 
um, you know, in, in-state rivalry, you definitely want to make sure that you win this one. Ben Cates from NewsAdvance.com, kind enough to give us some of his time as he has a very busy schedule and he's joining us here in the fast lane. Ben, one more on Liberty, but not on football or men's basketball or women's basketball. Both of them did what you would expect, dominating their easy to, at least the fans' eyes, uh, conquer opponents last night. Soccer, women's soccer, Georgia, field hockey, Syracuse. They're both in the NCAA tournament this coming weekend. Would you be shocked at all if either of them spring an upset, particularly field hockey, given that that group has got uh, the pedigree to have done that already? Yeah, you know, I haven't kept up with them as much as I would as, I'm, as much as I would like to. But yeah, they they definitely have the history there, and so you, I, I would I would watch out for that if I was if I was a Liberty fan this week. You know, you, you gotta think that um, good things can happen there for sure. Um, you know, maybe it's, I don't know if you want to get back to football at all. I think it will be interesting to see. You talked about a ball. I think it will be interesting to see where Liberty ends up. There's you know, there's talk of Charlotte. There's talk of um, uh, New Orleans, which uh, I think would be pretty cool. New Mexico, maybe in the mix. Um, it, that's one thing that I'm really kind of watching on this, these next few weeks to see how Liberty finishes out, finishes out strong. And sorry to take it back to football there, but that's just where my mind is right now. No, but you brought up a point that's interesting because we've seen, uh, you know, Phil Lockie, they've got the pedigree of having made it for soccer, women's soccer. It'd be nice to get a victory over Georgia, which is one of the better teams, uh, having just won the SEC tournament. But uh, you mentioned football as well in bowl destinations. Can, can you please advocate for New Orleans? Because the Bahamas Bowl is not really in the Bahamas, so that's not nearly yeah, as Yeah, I know. Well, come on. I mean, come on, Ben. And, and Do New us Ma- a favor. And New Mexico no. is New Mexico. No, I think I think everybody who covers Liberty and would be going to that ball game was kind of like, oh, you, if they're going to the Bahamas, that's great. That's that's perfect. Personally, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to dog on my home state because I love North Carolina. It's where where I grew up. It's where I'm from. And but Charlotte is not really my favorite place in North Carolina. I don't really, I'm not really a fan of Charlotte to be to be honest. So. I would rather see it be played somewhere. Liberty goes somewhere else, personally. Ben, Shreveport. Ben, Shreveport, is... us three hitting the casinos, Ben. I'm telling you, let's do this. <laughs> what? Comp- I, may, I may have to begin his luck there. I don't know. I'm not very good at that kind of thing. Yeah, you and me both. Meanwhile, Trey will have to uh, carry the day for us. Ben... Uh, by the way, uh, you know, I mean, it's okay. You can say it. Charlottesville is just not the Bahamas. I mean, we all know that to be the case. So, no worries. Your comments. I are said safe with one us. preface: if every coach dressed like Biff Pogi at that game, I would accept it. That's not going to do enough for me. It just still Google isn't. It, it trade. It doesn't matter. It still is not the Bahamas, and you got to remember that point above all else. Meanwhile, let's get to something else that Ben Cates covers very diligently, and that's high school sports, particularly high school football right now. Alta Vista and William Campbell are the two local schools that are in the first round 1A playoffs. We'll kind of go through the ranks right now in terms of teams if you're looking at it from the bracket. Class 1, 1A, there's two schools in the area. William Campbell and Alta Vista. No guarantee, but is there an outside chance they meet up? Or do you look at William Campbell, or even if they win their first game, they probably would get Sussex Central in the second round, and that might be a bridge too far to jump. Yeah, it might be a little bit too much to ask those two teams to match up again. Um, but, you know, both have a good chance of winning their first-round games. I think Alta Vista probably has um, a better chance of, of, of pulling out the win this week um, just because 
William Campbell has struggled overall, even though William Campbell had some excellent athletes, uh, playmakers, playmaker-wise. Um, but as a, as a whole, has struggled a little bit more. Uh, Altavista had a really tough week last week, but if Altavista can bounce back, I, that's one of the teams I look to as possibly being able to make a long run simply because um, they have they, they, they have a lot going for them right now. And, and um, coaches have really done a good job at rebuilding that program. And I, I, I've been impressed. Um, with, with the success that they've had so far. Matt Deloach, a guy with whom I'm familiar from his time at Jefferson Forest, and we can get into his success uh, as the playoffs potentially unfold, Ben. Uh, Class 2A, three local teams of note. Two of them will play each other. One is Gretna against Floyd County. They'll host Floyd County. It's a long trip. You get that multi-hour bus ride trip for a team like Floyd County, not to mention the athletic advantage that Gretna would presume to have going into that game. Uh, and you probably feel pretty comfortably about it for Gretna. Meanwhile, Chatham, they've got to go up 29 and over on 460 to Appomattox. Are they rolling their eyes? Because Chatham had a 7-3 and season, yet here they are again facing an Appomattox team that seems like they're hitting their stride. Yeah, you know, Appomattox has just had um, a, a lot of success recently. You look, you look back at the middle of September and you think this is a team that's lost four straight. It's one and four. Are they going to be able to get in? And, you know, you knew the back end of their schedule was, uh, was easier than the front end. How could it not be, actually, because their first four, four of their first five games were, were really tough? Um, and you're, you're playing up with some good schools there. And there's a reason that um, Coach Doug Smith did that, and it's because once you get into the dogwood district play, those playing those tougher teams really benefits you. And so uh, I look for both of, uh, both Appomattox and Gretna to roll this week. I think Gretna is a team that has um, really staying power in these playoffs. I like this Gretna team as far as the personnel goes. And um, once again, you've got a coach that has really done a good job in his third year of, um, of putting together a team and, and a really good team. And I think it's it's really fun when you bring Gretna back into the mix as far as being one of the best teams, the better teams in the area, because such a such a good tradition in the past what 15, 16 years or so. You know, people can remember when Gretna was really, really down and, and it's really awful and had that really long losing streak. That's so far in the past, but it's nice to see Redneck be back in the conversation again. Ben Cates 8 is the Twitter handle newsadvance.com and Ben is with us here in the fast lane. Ben we've looked at 1A and 2A playoff action right now if listeners missed it fast lane Ed lane wherever they listen to podcasts your insight will be archived right there uh, fairly soon after the fast lane wraps up 3A there are three teams from the area LCA we're going to presume that they'll be favored very heavily against Fluvanna uh, in their opening round matchup LCA is the one seed and they'll have home field advantage until the state championship game if they make it that far which would of course basically be at home and be like a quarter of a mile away at Liberty University Rustburg is at Allegheny Heritage at Turner Ashby what are the odds that we get all three 3A Seminole District teams, LCA, Rustburg, and Heritage making it into the second round. And yes, I'm going to eliminate Stanton River, the other local team, because they already got beat handily at Magna Vista earlier this year. And they now have to go back down there for their opening round game. So that gets us back to our point. LCA, Rustburg, and Heritage. Is there a good chance that all three of these teams from the district make it to round two? Yeah, like you said, I'm not going to really speak on LCA this week because I think LCA rolls. I think 
Heritage and Rutherford both having those. You know, in our in our new newspaper coverage area, we have ten teams in the playoffs. Those two lower seeds on the road are going to be really interesting matchups because you got two teams from the Seminole going against two teams that don't play a Seminole district type schedule regularly throughout the season. So it's always tough to win on the road. I think Heritage um, specifically that game against Turner Ashby. Watch for an upset in that game. Um, Heritage as a number seven seed. Um, I know Heritage is, is a little bit more down this year and has, has had its struggles. But um, Brad Bradley always gets his team ready to play in the playoffs. And this is a team that is going to be on the rise in the next year or the next year and a half. And so um, look for Heritage to um, stick with Turner Ashby. And if they can stick with them and pull up that upset, it would really – be a springboard to possibly put Heritage into a region championship two weeks from now. Last one for Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com. Of course, Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football presented by TrostLaw.com features the GW Danville Eagles at JF with a 6.30 p.m. East Coast Wings and Girl Tailgate show this coming Friday. So hang out with our sister. That is our sister station. 100.9 FM, the Virginia's Talk Station app, and VirginiaTalkRadioNetwork.com or stream WIQO on your smart speaker. JFGW Danville, the winner will get EC Glass Sharando. So we'll ask you to look ahead a little bit. Are we going to be looking at a Glass JF Part 2 next week? Ooh, man, that would be something else. Um, I haven't even thought ahead that far yet. Um, and so you're, you're kind of blowing my mind right now, kind of thinking <laughs> about it. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, those, those are two teams that I look to, to roll this week, especially um, JF. JF is only going to be better, I think, from that LCA loss. He didn't really have any um, – n- nothing really hurt from that loss except for that JF is a two-seed in the region now instead of a one. Salem is the one. And so, you know, I think you're only going to be stronger. You're healthy going into it, I think. So, um, and, and LCA has, has the ability – if you've shown that you can hang with LCA through two quarters of action, 7-7 seven, seven game at halftime last week, so I think Jefferson Forest is there's some positives that they take away from that game, and one of them is, hey, we're we're a, a, a pretty strong class four team, and and you know LCA is probably as, as as good as just about any team in the state, regardless of classification right now. So you know you can play with them at least for one half, and so um, you know you look at it and you say, hey, I think I think we're we're a team that as as we go through the playoffs and hopefully keep improving if you're if you're a Cavalier, um, then, then you will have staying power. Ben Cates always has staying power, which is why we bring him back into the fast lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and follow newsadvance.com and Ben Cates 8 on Twitter for more of his work. Last one for you, Ben. We're grateful for your time today, as always. Um, John Meeks steps down after 10 years leading the Brookville Bees. Um, I, I get it. Brookville fans who may you know have wished he could have made that deep run into the playoffs the way that Brookville's rivals like Heritage and LCA have been able to do during that time. But should they also remember that John Meeks really did a remarkable job when you consider just how difficult it is to be the man who succeeds the man? And what we saw out of Jeff Woody and what he did, Meeks was able to take over and keep that program running as smoothly as you could expect. Yeah, absolutely. You know, coming off of a year in which Brookville was forced to um, hire an interim, interim coach, I'm sorry, um, and the timing of everything and, and 
couldn't, couldn't get the person that they wanted into that position 10 years ago or 11 years ago. And then 10 years ago, John Meeks comes in and nine out of 10 years takes you to the playoffs, takes you, I uh, think, to a region title two or three times. And, and um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to make the playoffs every year. Um, and and it, I don't know what, which is harder, making the playoffs and, and, and having a sustained kind of doing that over time or keeping fan base happy over 10 years. I, I don't know which is more difficult because both are extremely hard. Um, and Brookville is, is a place where it, it, it's hard to win in the Seminole and it's hard to uh, keep people happy. And John Meeks was able to win in the Seminole. I think over that 10 years, no other team had more wins in the Seminole district except Heritage than Brookville. So when you think about what John Meeks has been able to do over that time, it's, I think, I think it's, it's notable, and I think it's, it's not only a resume builder, it's something that a lot of people, a lot of kids will remember for, for a long time. And, and you hope that somebody with that kind of coaching mind shows back up and, 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 is, and is a head coach again because um, John has always been a good person to work with. He's always been a fair person to work with. And he's always had a good football mind. And he's always cared about the kids. Um, and so when you put all those things together, I think he's got the recipe for a, a good coach that, um, that should be back coaching sometime soon. Ben Cates, newsadvance.com, here in the Fast Lane. Ben, thank you much for your time today. It's always good when we can catch up with you. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate you as always. Yep, thank you, sir. Ben Cates with us here in the Fast Lane. When we return, we will pivot away from that to some of your feedback and more on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.